Claxby Hill. We had a very long, we made Norwegian style sledging. Let's go and find her. Where are you going, Master? For a drink. Okay, yeah. You guys want anything else? Um, three butter beers and some ginger and wine, please. Six shots of giggle water. Oh, great, huh? This snake juice is basically rat poison. Spent my whole life right here in Lackawanna County. Drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, the giant, the giant meta commentary that you've been giving about my personality your entire life is starting to sink in, and I'm starting to work on things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, computer has been off and restarted. So, hopefully, um, this this will help in any crashes that may or may not occur. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, my technical issue was um, I had plugged, so I did find a cable that would let me, the hashtag dongle life here is legit right now because I have my all-in-one USB-C dongle and then I have a U <laughs> mini USB to USB-A plugged into the dongle and then I have the USB-C charger plugged into an extension cord plugged into the wall. But my daughter loves to flip switches, and the outlet in here is uh, switch controlled. Oh, and so I'm like, why is this not charging? Of all things, my computer is on 27%. I found this cable so I could do this. I'm like, oh, the outlet. And I think when it's not charging, <laughs> it's working fine. <laughs> this is why I'm excited for having two USB C ports. I just wish that they would ditch the headphone jack, which I have never used, mm -hmm. and put one on either side. That's, you see, and, and is this going to be part of? Is this going to be in the show? We're recording now. Oh, you, well, you, you had to call it out. It's like it, it always drives me nuts whenever somebody's recording something and they catch something funny. And they're like, oh, I got that on video. I'm like, okay, great. Take us out of the moment. <laughs> but it, is it really podcasting if you're not breaking the fourth wall? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's pull back no, the curtain okay. here. Okay, so have you seen the um, Magic Keyboard for the new iPad? I have. The one with the, the whole cantilever design. It sits up there mm -hmm. and floats. Apple themselves acknowledged on their ultra portable computing advice, you know, what's a computer it could mm -hmm. do with an extra USB port mm -hmm. because they built one into the keyboard itself for charging so that you could use it for accessories if you wanted to. Yes. Yes. This, my um, computer that I have now would be perfect. Perfect. Just perfect. If it had a USB-C where that headphone jack was. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like people just want at least to be able to do two things at once. Right. Like my, my iPhone SE here, the old iPhone SE with the headphone jack here. Sometimes people just want to listen to music while having their, headphone, while, while having their phone charging. 
Like they just want two things to be able to do two things at once. And I know I get it. It was the best way to move wireless forward is just to yank the headphone jack out. I get it. I get the reasoning. However, the moment the iPhone 7 had no headphone jack, they should have gone USB-C. I, sus- I maintain, at the very least, it should have been USB-C by the iPhone X. Yeah, but they, I mean, it was like, uh, it, it just, it sent waves through the technologic community whenever they switched to lightning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly, been... well, I believe wholeheartedly that the switch to lightning was needed because 30 pin is wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my thinking is, is that if you're going to move to USB-C on the Mac, then you're going, if you're going to move to USB-C on the Mac, the best way to move that port forward is to get your best seller on it as well. True. But I, I think that Apple's plan the entire time was to move to Lightning because it lets you make just tremendously mm-hmm. smaller devices mm-hmm. just, beca- just because of, of its size as mm-hmm. your stopgap to come completely wireless. Yeah. I know there's been talks of a portless phone. And... Portless, but, 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 but. Uh, okay, so you know how my um, Apple Pencil um, almost, like the magnets are so strong that it jumps out of your hand onto the side of the iPad. Mm-hmm. And it has that little like elongated tic-tac-shaped spot on the side where it does the pass-through and charging and everything. So there's talk that it's going to be that same technology that if you need a cable or if you want the option to have a cable to charge your phone, that there'll be a pad on the side where it'll just magnetically attach to it and charge it and you can do data pass-through if you want and you'd still be able to hold it and use it as an option if you did if you did not want to use like a charging pad like a chi wireless yeah i don't it i i'm not sold on wireless technology i'm not sold on like wireless charging and all of that until you can get a charging system that just requires me to be in the general proximity of what i'm charging agreed absolutely agreed <laughs> and not give me cancer then i'm not completely sold on it yet i i'm i'm not either like i'm more sold on solar charging phones than i am on uh wireless charging and oh. that that gr- creates two percent that gives you a two percent charge after seven hours in the sun <laughs> right <laughs> i just want to invest in that technology what did you think of that um, e-reader phone case? Ooh, I I like, I like, I like, I like. Um, the problem with it is, is that, honestly, it's just because they're a small company. Like, can you imagine how, like, can you imagine how big of a seller that would be if Amazon did that? Because it's a small company, you're like apocalypse proof solar drop it in acid phone case. I don't think is made by a bigger company. <laughs> oh, I, I know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> and again, this, this hurts me because this hurts me because I, I want small companies to, to succeed. 
but as it stands right now, Amazon has such a stranglehold on the ebook market that this all this stuff is just going to be on the tertiary. Is going to be on the tertiary unless you know one, a the monopoly of Amazon on the ebook and book publishing market market is broken up. Or B, Amazon comes up with their own version of such a case. And that might be a way for them to get into mobile. Or what are they getting into? There's a line of ants on the table. We don't have any foodstuffs up here. I don't know what they're... But do you, do you get my point? Yeah, I know. I get your point. Yeah. Like, Amazon has such a stranglehold on the book publishing on both the ebook and the physical book side of things. And audiobook. And audiobooks. And they and such, maybe this would be a great, like, a case like that with Amazon would be a great way for them to, like, burst into the mobile scene. Instead of a phone? That Instead is of a li- listening and watching to everything you do say and buy. Yeah, it's like a, have a Kindle attachment on your phone. I dig it. I would never <laughs> want to be in the smartphone case arena. Because they, they change. If you're Android, how many cases do you have to make to get oh, any gosh. market share? You would just do the flagships. Like you would do a Samsung one and a Pixel one. Well, I I wouldn't call the Pixel flagship, but I compared to some of these others, it probably sells more. True. Like if you just True. look at market share of the number of X model of phone out there, it'd be whatever Samsung Galaxy S, whatever. And, and it's really just an American thing, though. Like America is like the one country where iPhones have like a majority market share. Yeah in the United States. Like the rest of the world, it's like mid-ranged Android phones. Like the, the they Samsung outsells the Galaxy A series more than they do the S series worldwide. It's I mean, like just based on context I was going to say just based on like context clues is this just like a mid-range Samsung phone? It is the $500 and Samsung phone. Maybe an LCD panel instead of OLED. Yeah. Thicker bezels. Snapdragon mm-hmm. not so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And like that that's their biggest seller worldwide. It's only in the United States where Apple, you know, is like competitive in terms of market share. Hmm. They do well in they do well in China, they do well in Japan, and they do well in Europe. But it's always in that. It's like that. 50, it's like a fifteen percent market share. Naturally, remind me when we're done to plug the refrigerator back in. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um. So <laughs> we just kind of had a semi-tech podcast. <laughs> I know. Every time we start one of these things, usually what ends up being in the episode is after a mini podcast at the beginning. And just before another mini podcast at the end, you could like tack <laughs> this on. 
you could like tack this on the tech podcast. <laughs> these are these are like podcast nuggets. <laughs> um so what do you want to talk about today? Um okay, do you think we should keep up the shtick of let's go into this not knowing what we're gonna talk about? And they're like, wait a minute, they came in with prepared lists. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but the purpose of a podcast is to have inside jokes. <laughs> that, that's that's true. Oh, I don't know. Let me come up with something off the top of my head. What if? Hmm. And this sounds like it could be a fun option. What if? As I pull out my book of notes <laughs> that I just happen to have with me. Oh, you just happen? Um, no. So this one, we thought it would be fun. It, I just. To do story time. Yes. Which is, why not I about... a, which is why I have a book out and an audio podcast that you can't see. Oh, uh, yeah, clearly. It's like when you were waving around your Obi-Wan Kenobi book during the Star Wars podcast. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm proud of that performance. Uh, I was listening to that episode again today, and I'm lamenting the fact a little bit that I did not go back and put some sort of like moving score underneath of it. <laughs> but I think, I think it's kind of like the battle between Dumbledore and Voldemort. Like it, it was more effective without one. Well, on that, I'm going to announce something just to get it out there in the ether to make sure I follow oh, through and do it. Oh dear. I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> you do. Once, once I say it. Um, so, we are going to have a special episode in a couple of weeks without my dear doctor brother um, recapping and freaking out over the series finale of the Clone Wars with Siege of Mandalore. Me, Tyler Elam, and a friend of mine from Liberty University, Alex Christian, are coming, are are doing a special episode where we get to freak out about the uh, series finale of Clone Wars. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that. Well, I mean, if you watch Clone Wars, you can join us. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Do your, do your episode. <laughs> <laughs> but of, I mean, of the parties the podcast that were still there. fit, because there's still another doctor. So the whole doctor yes. and the lawyer thing will... Yes. But I kind of want to establish a rotating panel of guest friend host. Just have friends on, come on. We we podcast, we geek out, we geek out for a couple hours, and then you know we find out who's the who's the audience's favorites, and then have them on more and more. So speaking of the Star Wars episode, I was listening through that again today, and hands down, I think that was one of our, if not the best that we've done so far. I I agree, I agree. I mean to kind of I I kind of lament. I, I kind of lament the fact that it was three on one about the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to fight. But I know. I just and I just I just kind of poked the bear either way. I know you did. I know. I sat back did. and sipped my tea and watched what happened. <laughs> oh, I I was on I was on Facebook and there was a Star Wars I, I saw a post from the Star Wars Facebook page regarding the release of the Shakespeare edition of Rise of Skywalker. Have oh. you seen the William Shakespeare Star Wars? 
I I have. It's it's like what is the the ten syllable scan you know, like iambic pentameter? Is that the? I think that's what it's called. Gesundheit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I, where it's written in very Shakespearean language and style and the tempo. I mean, and it, it kind of works for Star Wars because of the grand sort of mythic. I I would say so. Like it's mm-hmm. it. I mean, warring factions and political hijinks. Yeah, shift. yeah, I can see it. Like it's definitely a satire. It's definitely a lampoon, but. You know, someone had a good idea for a joke book and then it just turned into nine more books. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like the um, a Good Night Darth Vader book. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? It's a children's book. Um, I have a friend of mine who is like going to hide those books when his child, about right now, when his child is starting to form fully-fledged words and sentences and is mm. starting to make cognizant memories because he wants to sit down and sit down and him to find out for the first time that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Knowing my child and as smart as she has gotten so far, she'll <laughs> recognize that Vader is German for father. And I'll be looking at her like, <laughs> like, oh, what's she going to think? What's she going to think? And she'll just have this like stoic face. I'm like, oh, but Genevieve, Darth Vader is Luke's father. She'll be like, yeah, dad. Vader is German for father. You didn't see that coming? I mean, like, it, no. It would, it, <laughs> it would not surprise me if if Genevieve was a female Artemis Fowl. Which is, oh my gosh, she's... Like a super genius <sighs> criminal mastermind. <laughs> it is, it's, it's becoming alarming how smart she is. And, um... I mean, just just how clear she's starting to speak now. Like, I I mean, I've got several friends with kids that are much older than her, and she's just the how clearly she can say all of her consonants and syllables. It's just, it's of course the the nerdy doctor part of me is like, oh, I remember studying the two and three year milestones. She's hitting them. <laughs> oh gosh, I I. That's kind yeah, of. Can you imagine that, what kind of stories she's gonna have when she's this age? Oh yeah, I mean, in like the twenty fifties, literally. Oh, that's so. That, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. half half the. I mean, when we were talking about like let's do story time, half the stories that I was thinking about, it I just kind of had to sit back and realize, like, I'm just in my early thirties and. I've lived a lot of life. Yeah. And you have too. Yeah. There's a reason why I named my firm Murphy's Law. <laughs> We're going to get to that because... one. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason why I named my firm Murphy's Law because, like, a lot of my life has been defined of just being kicked in the shins and just getting back up like rough and tumble yes. style <laughs> like I, I don't do you know that that meme I think it's Jackie Chan where he's like going what yes like I can't tell you how many conversations that I've had with you when you're like well guess what happened and you say it <laughs> and my face on the other end of the phone is like what 
I will never forget in law school. Like, and this was a month before I broke my back. Hey, spoilers. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Where I, I was driving a truck. This this truck, it was kind of forced upon me because dad sold, dad sold my current truck, the truck that I had, the truck that I loved, that the truck that I loved for a uh, weapon, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a gun. We are Kentuckians, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for, for a gun. And he gave to me a To be fair, dad that, got the better deal. He did, really did. Yeah, and that the truck, truck was that, a hot piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but it got, it did, it's, it, it did what it needed to do. Oh yeah, it did its job. It, well, it was my truck to begin with. Like, I had it timed just right because when I was at Moorhead, um, when, I, when I was at Moorhead, I would be able to go to Moorhead, drive for about 50 miles, like within Moorhead, and then drive home and be able to pull into a gas station and have mom and dad fill up my gas. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that truck, that's a good one. You know how we were saying, let's just do story time. And you're like, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I have to be prompted. This is prompting one and I'm not bitter about it at all. Still. But that truck. Okay. Can I tell the story behind that truck for me? It is a uh, context, everybody. The, the truck prior to the weapon was a uh, white 1998 Chevy S10. Yes. 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 Che- Chevrolet so S10. I, Good little trucks. Um, it was a surveying truck. I drove this before Cody did. So mm-hmm. they, it was a surveying truck. And they were having to, my dad owns an engineer and lane surveying firm and mm-hmm. they were having to up, upgrade their trucks and they, everybody thought that'd be, oh, that'd be a good one for William, be a good one for William. Like, okay, great. So I, I'm, I'm working for dad during the summer surveying and we had agreed on a buying price of like $1,500, I think. And we were keeping track of all the hours that I worked and what the rate that he would play. And as soon as I worked those hours, then I was going to get the truck. Mm-hmm. Like, Busted my tail that summer mm-hmm. to earn that truck. And whenever I hit, I hit the mark, it was my truck. Mm-hmm. Whoever had sat in prior, I'm guessing that was a, a bigger <laughs> individual because I, all of the I'm springs, aware. all of the springs were broke out on the bottom of the seat. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I personally, I kind of look like a, I look like a grasshopper that was just stood up on its hind legs. Like, you have a very I'm, little body, but really long legs. Yeah, and arms. And so, yeah. like, if... if you, you're like one of the inflatable tube bands. No, because he's got a really long torso, and I do not. <laughs> so ever. So I have this... Uh, okay, so for context, my wife is five... Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Five, six? Yes, mm-hmm. I believe she's five six. I'm six foot tall. When we're sitting next to each other, she's about an inch taller than me. When we stand up, I'm six inches taller than her. <laughs> yeah, so I get in this S10, which is already a vehicle with, with a bed low to the ground, and all the springs are broke out in the bottom of the seat. And so I literally have to sit on a pillow to be able to see. Oh, everyone thinks there's a child driving this truck, but it was mine. <laughs> Yes. I worked for it and I earned it. 
and it was mine. It wasn't much. I had to dig honey bun wrappers out of the cassette player to get it to work. Uh, just let, let's just savor that moment. <laughs> honey bun wrappers out of the cassette player. Yes. <laughs> but it was mine. Yes. And then it comes time and um then it comes time for you to start driving. And our parents had bought another S10, which was oh, it had fewer miles on it. It was a little nicer. And they're like, well, William, you can drive this truck and Cody can drive your truck. And I said, but so Cody's going to own my, my truck, but this is the truck that belonged to my great grandfather that you bought for sentimental reasons. What happens when I go to upgrade? Do I get to sell this truck? truck she's like oh no no no. it'll come back to me well honestly i I would have taken the red truck i i well but they would not have given you the red truck there's a reason why in law school i got the superlative of least likely to park in a straight line (laughs) they literally we had at our end of like end of term banquet for the three l's there was a guy who literally took pictures of my truck across all three years about my parking job and pl- presented hilarious. it as a slideshow. That's amazing. <laughs> but of course, naturally, they were going to give you the like super beat up truck. But I was just, I was just a little miffed that um, I worked an entire summer for a vehicle, and at the end of it, you had that vehicle, and I owned nothing. Not bitter about it at all. It doesn't literally make my skin flush and my blood pressure start to tick up. <laughs> well, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> right out of the gate, let's rip a bandaid off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about some old wounds here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the therapist offices are closed. Let's <laughs> let's let the world <laughs> into our. <world. laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, but when they dad sold the Chevy S10, uh, the truck that I inherited. It was bigger, but it was also a downgrade because (laughs) it it shaved like 40, like it shaved like 40 miles after my carefully crafted gas routine. Oh, that's why you didn't like it. You had to buy gas. I had to buy gas. Yes. (laughs) Cause you know, well, the, the going theory was, was that dad, mom and dad paid for us to be able to come home Yes. because if, if we couldn't, because we were hard workers and very studious and we were college students. If we, if we didn't have help getting to and fro, we couldn't go home. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't afford to go home. So that was the cost of mom seeing her, of mom, for mom and dad of seeing their children. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, let's be honest of mom seeing her babies. I don't know how many times throughout our teens, dad was like counting down the days <laughs> till we were 18. <laughs> That is true. No, we have we have very caring and loving parents, and we we do. It's been difficult, especially during um, this time, not being able to see them. But um, That's but true. yeah, they would pay for us to get home. Um, but to be fair, we kind of through our scholarships and things paid for the rest. That's of it. true. We got through our undergrad debt free. Although <laughs> we got through undergrad debt free. We got through undergraduate. It was a very different story. <laughs> I want a name of like an act. I, I want to like write an academic book called from dum dums to smarties. 
and it's just all about candy. And it's like riddled with like dad joke candy analogies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we got through undergrad debt free. A lot of the ways because of, you know, we talked about this in our state of Kentucky. We, we talked about this in our state of Kentucky episode, uh, the governor scholar program. Yeah. Which is in yeah, that was huge. huge, huge for us. We really didn't know what it was when you went and we didn't really didn't know what it was. It was like, yeah, let's figure this out. Let's see what it was. And then after the fact, mom saw the dollar signs and I didn't have a choice. <laughs> you're, you're doing it. You are doing yes. it. <laughs> and um, this is actually And it should it should just go as like a verification for just how much I'm married up. Uh, mm-hmm. my wife qualified for governor scholar and didn't go because she wanted to keep her summer. And she had more of a refund check than I did. Oh my! Going to, I did not going to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she missed that. I, I, I married up. Yeah. Well, you did. Big time. You did. Yeah. I mean. Big time. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like character and just you know, as a person, you she's not your better half. She's your better two thirds. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Therapy session's over. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> Well, I, I actually, I kind of want to talk about Governor Scholar. When I was going to go to Governor Scholar and how that all went down, that is that was a crazy day. Wildest stories. So, unfortunately, in terms of my work experience with Dad, I never really had a consistent summer with him. A consistent mm-hmm. summer. I did some work here and there, but I, I didn't have like the full summer to like buy a truck. To, yeah, to buy yeah. to buy a truck and to have a truck to be able to 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 get that because by the time I was old enough, oh eight oh nine hit, and yeah, yeah, the uh, it was hard being everybody. a land land developer and civil engineer, all land and development t- stopped. Yes, yeah. yes, we survived. Dad is the best engineer, like just straight up between you know, hands down <laughs> between like Columbus and Chattanooga. i i would widen that even further but um, yes oh absolutely oh yeah absolutely best best engineer i mean (laughs) i did spend a summer before my uh, first year of law school doing some doing some work for him because it was kind of hard getting a job while also preparing for law school as well and if it (laughs) and i told my property professor that i worked for him that summer and he started asking me all of these intimate details about the surveying trade <laughs> and engineering because we were talking about surveying and the importance of surveying in property law <laughs> and creating legal descriptions. I, to this day, as an attorney, do, do not understand how to read a legal description in, in a deed. <laughs> I just like, I do deeds. I'm very good at deeds. I, I am very good at deeds, but as far as the legal descriptions are concerned, I'm just like, dad has to just give it to me because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it, sounds, it sounds interesting. And I'm yeah. sure the one who was running the laser gun to measure distance and the one drafting the, the, the deeds with the plans, yeah, that probably is interesting work. What we did... We just held the stick. 
and I had to come up with back Rodman to put on my resume because <laughs> I because I don't know I held the stick doesn't sound very professional. I said survey crew on my resume. Oh, that, that probably would have worked out better. Okay, so a bit of context. If, if someone is not familiar with land surveying, I'm sure you've probably seen it before, um, just driving down the road. They'll have somebody will be at a tripod with something that looks like a Star Wars droid strapped to the top of, of the, um, the tripod. What they yeah. are doing is they are firing a laser out to another worker who is standing at some point on the property that they're surveying with a rod that has a prism on the end of it. And the Mm -hmm. prism works to reflect light immediately back to its source. And so this laser gun will shoot the laser, measure the time it takes for it to come back, and it can determine distance super accurately. Well, the way Mm -hmm. that you make sure that you stay on track as you're surveying is there are pins on property that previous people who've surveyed the property before will have laid. You set the laser up on top of that pin to get an accurate triangulation of where you are. You turn around and you point the laser at the pin that you were previously setting on, which if there's two of you, then the one holding the prism will not only have to walk to the point that you're going toward for you to shoot the moment you pick up the laser and set on that point they will have to walk back to the point the laser was sitting on and then all the way back to the previous point to get a back reading and then walk all the way back to the laser and then walk all the way back to the next point it's just it's a lot of really tedious work and some of these trains can get really hilly and so they have a back back rodman and so our job was to stay on the point that the laser was on and stand there for 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes if they had to clear brush with a walkie-talkie and wait for the words, looking at you. And the moment you hear that, you put the pin, or you put the rod on the pin, you make it level, and then you hear, good. And then you walk to the next point. Most of the time, the laser's already gone. And so you stand there. What I would have given for an iPod or podcast or something. But our father would not let us do that. (laughs) Like, even if we had, like, brought a CD player, like, that would not have worked. Oh, no, you had to pay attention. You had to pay attention. You had to listen to that radio, yes. Yes. Oh, that was my first job. So you can see see how... I doing that every day for two and three months. Yeah, I know. I, I understand. I understand. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm over it. Um, I promise. I promise. And so I, one, you just described it with way more accuracy and way more understanding than I ever understood. Like, I think that was the most clearest explanation of it <laughs> to this day. You're welcome. But I told I told my properties professor I was just like Lord, sorry professor I just held the stick I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Dad just grunted and I just went like. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh man! And um, one of the jobs that I did was that I helped lay the sewer lines for the Ark in Williamstown, Kentucky, the Noah's Ark project. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It was a real crap job, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
how long have you been sitting on that joke? I haven't been sitting on it. Every time I tell people that that's what I did, I was just, <laughs> I make that joke. <laughs> you miss, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> You're and, not wrong. <laughs> and then I also did the sewer lines and the survey of the sewer lines. I was the inspector. Dad taught me how to use the sheet to uh, get the numbers down for the Mormon church that came to Grant mm-hmm. County. Now, this, on the backdrop of the Mormon church, now I'm not going to, like, I do not disparage Mormons at all. I think they're great people. There's one of my best friends is a Mormon Marine who lives in Nome, Alaska, and I am not kidding. who was a law student as like a as like a midlife like change of career thing he was a marine a paramedic a mormon and now he lives in nome alaska all right (laughs) yes he's one of the he's one of the strangest people i know but he was so cool (laughs) um but i at the backdrop of the mormon church love the mormons great people great people to work with the crew that I was with, I did not know that there was that many, that the F-bomb was such a versatile word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the F-word was such a versatile word. <laughs> like, every third word. Every third word. And here I was sitting yeah. there reading my message Bible, feeling really out of place. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think this whole tangent started with GSP. Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> and this is basically like the, just the flow of the show. Like one story yeah, is just going to spark another story. That's just going to spark yep. an- another story. Yep. yep. Um, GSP, I was out with you on a surveying job. We were in like yes. Podunk, Owen County. Podunk or County. We were like an hour away from civilization anywhere and it was three days into governor scholar and it was three days into the the last term of governor scholar and i was an alternate because if there's one thing that one thing that i will just freely admit and by alternate i mean as in someone either has to break their leg or get sick and can't do it and then i'm in and so I, I spent, you know, from like April to June thinking, oh, there's just really no chance. Really That's no chance. Happen. I had yeah. to just kind of cushion the, disapp- cushion the disappointment. Because, and the reason for that was, was that I am not the best test taker. I took the ACT seven times. 21, 24, 23, 24, 26, 26. I'm not bitter. <laughs> it, it, has, it hasn't left any emotional scars at all, has it? <laughs> yes i took the act six times in high school one time in middle school so seven times in total yep and oh and (laughs) and so i i i got my scores up to a decent decent level i let governor scholar know that i've gotten better and you know i just i kind of resigned myself to the fact that i'm not going to go and i'm going to have to figure out college another way Another way, I was kind of banking on this being my my go-to. And three days into it, you receive a call. 
um, because you, you received a call because at that time I didn't have a cell phone. And it was like, where's Cody? He's like, he's like right there with me. We need to get him here now. He's going to Governor Scholar. It was like three days into the program. Tur- and I got a whole new wardrobe that summer. <laughs> like we didn't like we didn't have time to like wash clothes and get clothes together. Mom just bought me a whole new wardrobe because debt-free undergrad. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it, I remember like I remember a phone call and then I remember you running toward a vehicle. I think it was it was the get here now call and then you ran toward a vehicle and I had no idea what was going on. And then finally dad called somebody on the surveying crew and they said, Looks like your brother's going to that program and I was like <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> and we got there. It was like 10 o'clock. We were there by four. We prepared for five oh weeks goodness. worth of stuff by four. Packed five weeks worth of stuff and drove to Danville in three and a half hours. I mean, it, it, that included a trip to Walmart to buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and um, I actually found my. Uh, name sign that was on my dorm at Governor Scholar saying what major that I was. It was philosophy. And, you know, which is really funny when we got to the predestination debate because I didn't get to choose my major. I had to be in the major I had to be in the major that was chosen for me by the person Hmm. that dropped out. Oh, <laughs> so when we got to the predestination debate, that was a real fun joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great class. Oh, John Wilcox, you know, a short, like five foot two, you know, soft-spoken Catholic guy. Absolutely, just an absolute sweetheart. You just want to give him a hug and make him one of your stuffed animals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. I've yes. Never, I haven't heard that one before, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Just an adorable, soft-spoken man. Really, like, that... So I, I, I tend to be able to wax philosophical, wax eloquent on, you know, deep and profound stuff. Would you say that was Governor Scholar? That started with Governor Scholar. We started <laughs> Governor Scholar. Okay. And it, it, it was, like, the first time that, A, my theology was challenged... In a good mm-hmm. way, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a good way. Um, you know, kind of the way that I view the world and, you know, being exposed to people just of all walks of life. Yeah. All, all walks of life, all different perspectives, and to realize that when you're in your kind of your small town bubble, people who are different and have different experiences aren't necessarily bad or not, aren't necessarily bad. And, you know, yeah. that that was such a great experience, such a great time. Um, we got there at five hours and I found my name tag and I was just, I, I'm going to frame it somewhere. The fact that I still have it almost 11 years later, one of my best, I, I still talk to two people from the days that I was there. One guy from my class who ended up being an RA with me, not, not with me in my, my exact, in my exact school, but we were both RAs when we did it four years later. 
uh, we both did it as RAs four years later and we reconnected that way and we still been kind of kept in touch. And one, one person that just, you know, we went to law school together. We went, we went, we went to, we had the same major. We had the same undergrad we had, we went to law school, not at the same time, at the same time, but at different schools. So, but our tracks of life paralleled so well that he kind of became yeah. my default texting friend. And awesome. it kind of became my You know what I found out? And, um, and I didn't realize it at the time, but um, um, our friend Murray went to Center GSB the year I went. Oh, that's awesome. She that's was there. Awesome. And she said, she said that. Do you remember her? I don't, I don't remember her there at all, but she said that she went through her like directory of students and she had a color code of like people I know really well, people I know kind of well, and people that I don't really know and i was in the kind of well i'd say it was my performance as pumbaa yes yes Yes. oh speaking of that's kind of yeah that just so it was the the showcase for gsp the talent show that was the one where Mm -hmm. we um i was you know i was six foot tall and i was 140 pounds i mean i was i literally looked like a grasshopper that was stood up i mean we come keep coming back to that analogy but i was playing pumbaa and everybody thought it was hilarious um and so Genevieve likes yes. um, the Roars. She I could play the Roars. And so we've been watching Lion King. And the <laughs> other day I was singing, um, uh, when I was a young warthog. And she cuts me off. She goes, Daddy, talk. I went, uh, why? She goes, your name's Daddy, not Mommy. <laughs> so, yeah. My wife can sing because she can sing very yes, well. She and my two-year-old she already can. knows this. Well, th- th- there was a day in college where I was at a campus ministry and I sang so loud and so off key that I derailed the worship band. <laughs> From that point on, I just kind of owned it. Like, <laughs> man. I just kind of own it. Like you could sing any psalm if you if you have no concern about talent. It's true. And um. I, okay, can I have a real, real, real honest moment with you? And like, I can't believe I'm doing this honest moment with microphones in front of our faces. I love when you come to visit, and I love when you stay for church. I really, 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 really love when you spot one of your Moorhead friends. And you go sit with them during the service. And no, no judgment. No, no, no judgment. <laughs> it's just, and I've noticed. I own it. Especially, I, I noticed growing up, you have accidental harmony. I, yes. It, especially, yes. we grew up in a Baptist church, so it was hymnals and pianos. But I, uh, I mean, you had some musical training, but you, you kind of gave up band and trumpet. Um, to pursue I'm trying things. to. I, I'm trying to get kind of veer back into that. You're trying to get back into it, but I I started at nine and went all the way through high school. Um, yeah, and so like I can I can hear harmonies, I can hear melodies, and we would be you know singing our little um, like Southern Baptist songs, and there would be there would be phrases in the song where for like two measures, you would jump to like a tenor part or an alto part, and it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, my eyes get really wide and I stare through the hymnal. I'm like, what? And I turn and look at you and you're like, 
what? And the moment I draw attention to it, it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, no, I, it's, I've experienced your loud off key singing. I realize that like, I, I don't think I have natural musical talent, but I just want to learn enough to play a few songs, just play a few songs, basically due to my deep and a deep and somewhat uncomfortable love of all things John Williams that ah. <laughs> I, I just want to be able to play like Ray's theme on a, uh, like be able to play Ray's theme. And so would you consider your musical ambitions satisfied if you get to the point where you could just sit at a piano and play one of John Williams greats? Like 10 of John Williams greats. So play 10 of John Williams greats. It doesn't matter if you're playing Handel's Messiah or Cannonball in D just John William music. I can play that on a piano done. Maybe if you worship songs, like mm, maybe, okay, maybe okay. if you worship songs, like just enough to, they're all three just, chords anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just if you worship songs, you know, m- maybe, maybe some vocal training down the road just to see if like, there's just something there that I can unpack cultivate yeah <laughs> i would say there is the something there a bit of vocal training yeah i would i would say there is something there because of your accidental harmonies yeah yeah because of the fact that like, you can latch onto and you know where to go in i would say instinctually i just i don't have rhythm like i am like oh. the whitest of white men when it comes to rhythm no <laughs> And I, I wouldn't and even saw white, white like, men that way. Like it's bad. Like counting, like counting in my head. It just, I, I can't play and count in my head at the same time. Yeah, that's that's the thing. When like you have it like, count in your head, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. I just, it, it just never worked well for me. So I could practice yeah. the song well enough to, after like six months of practice, to, uh, <laughs> to get the basics of it down. But it just just didn't just didn't work for me but like honestly i like i wish i had done piano lessons growing up but i kind of veered away from it because it was something you did um yeah yeah i kind of veered away from i kind of wish i did piano lessons growing up but you know honestly like the one thing that music and that era of my life that has still carried on is just the deep and uncomfortable love i have of john williams music (laughs) <laughs> you keep calling it uncomfortable it's well, like yes. are you in are you in his bushes at night looking in his windows <laughs> well i i'm going to say this um this is a segue for one of my stories this is a college story <laughs> okay <laughs> the john williams concert ah yes 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 so i was with uh my senior year roommate at the time and we were talking about like we went to the john we went to the john williams concert like we were dapper we were we were well-dressed men like we had bow ties like we were going to the symphony it was (laughs) it was a great day and we stopped at uh, john williams he's conducting the louisville symphony orchestra so we were in louisville and (laughs) we stopped at a restaurant that is like my if i'm ever in louisville and it's not that much I go to this restaurant 
It's called what Mark's it? Feed Store. And it's a bar it's a predominantly barbecue place. Mark's Feed Store? Yes. It, you, people think it's like where you buy chicken feed. But <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where my brain went. <laughs> it's it's a predominantly a uh, uh like a barbecue place, but they have salmon burgers. And it just like ground salmon with pepper jack cheese and I'm just like oh like I my love of salmon started at Mark's Seed Store. And we get there, we were like, let's have a British accent. Let's go in there and talk in like a talk in a British accent. And <laughs> I get there. And we come up with this big story about where were we from and where we're from and we and we were like uh, where we're from and you know this whole shtick that we had come up with before we walked in and my roommate like almost botches the story from the day from from the go like you know i'm from london no london 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 and he was just getting all stuttery and all jittery and he was just ruining like he, he he was kind of ruining the story and i was just talking in this you know kind of harry potter-esque british accent or at least what i think is a decent british accent but we're in kentucky and people don't know any better and um and then as he as my roommate goes into the restaurant the waitress comes in and says are you guys actually actually from england and i'm like yes yes I'm from the main part of London, like London proper. He is from Longview, which is sort of like a suburb of, like a suburban neighborhood of London, like kind of on the outskirts of town. Just, I apologize for my friends. He gets really jittery and nervous when he's around, when he sees an attractive young lady. And <laughs> throwing him under the bus. <laughs> Throwing him under the bus, but still kind of like, uh, like playing his wingman at the same oh, yes. time. Oh yes! Oh yes! Okay, okay. And, he, and here, here's here was the problem though. Someone I knew walked into Mark's feed store. Oh no! <laughs> and the game was up. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> and the and the game was up but yeah the john williams concert i have, i think i've said this on three other episodes yes you have <laughs> like one of the highlights of my life like just straight i mean up. your your love for john williams is the point where you want to do a film score episode of this podcast yeah. and i'm i'm like uh, uh, well uh shameless plug alert there is a great podcast i've been listening to uh, called the soundtrack show from uh, David W. Collins. It's on the iHeartRadio I network, but also it's on Apple Podcast and all other podcatchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they do a, just a systematic breakdown of John Williams and other scores. He started this show as Star Wars Oxygen on Rebel Force Radio, where they were like doing like six episode breakdowns of each Star Wars movie score. Hmm. and break down Star Wars movie scores. And 
eventually it just kind of sheltered off into its own show where they do other movies. I've been going through like a four part process of Indiana Jones. Like Indiana Jones, they're doing Superman and it's, and they do more than just Williams as well. Yeah. Like it's predominantly Williams because everyone knows Williams and everyone loves Williams. And that's, what's going to get the subscriptions. <laughs> but yeah. they have Alan Silvestri's back to the future. They have, um, uh, Tim Burton's Batman like great just great themes and great movies with great themes um which is just a great show it's it's a good show and it really kind of goes into like the nuances of how a composer tells the story in music and like the hints that they are giving and like the language that is actually conveying the story of mu- in in the musical form it's just really fun yeah. it's really fun um but yeah so yeah john williams concert been there i had to get my roommate permit i asked my roommate's permission to uh tell this story but he told me not to say his name so (laughs) oh (laughs) is it bad that in my head um i (laughs) i had to get my roommate's permission or no, no no wait um john williams I had to get my roommate's permission to let everyone know that I openly leaped on his shoulder during the concert. Is that <laughs> that's where my head went? <laughs> oh, he also like schmoozed up, like was in a conversation with, um, like conversation in line, kind of checking out the merch that was there. I mean, one piece of merchandise that was there was autographed John Williams CDs for $100 college student yes i paid 75 bucks for this ticket but i wasn't gonna buy anything else <laughs> and I, thought you were, I thought you were gonna say college student so i ate dry packets of ramen noodles for the next week <laughs> and so like we went to oh like he he like goes to the bathroom it starts looking around and starts talking to somebody turns out it was the director of the louisville symphony orchestra and gave him a free John Williams CD. And I'm just like, how? (laughs) (laughs) And you start openly weeping on his shoulder again. And I like literally had my Star Wars vinyl in my hand and an autograph signing. (laughs) Was there not an autograph signing? There was not. That was the only thing that was like signed that they were selling Uh. it because John Williams at the time was 84. (laughs) Give the man a break. (laughs) And that's when you openly weep for the third time. (laughs) At the John Williams concert. Yes. I mean, come to think of it, I think the majority of my favorite stories about you. Oh no. Involve you openly weeping. I, and like head thrown back, kind of wailing, kind of weeping. Like everyone thought that I was going to cry at your wedding because of a well-established <laughs> reputation. <laughs> but, but I didn't. I believe your or exact words were the national nightmare is now over. Well, like they, the universe needs to understand that you were engaged for 1,542 days. And there's a reason why I know that exact number. What's that I reason? I actually sat down 
and did the, did the math. math. <laughs> <laughs> and because I did a PowerPoint for my best man speech. You did. Yes. Historical events that took less time than for my brother to get married. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna be fair to him. Both him and his then fiance, now wife, were in both in medical school. And so because of that, they did the responsible thing and waited out waited on a ten thousand thousand dollar wedding after medical school when they were actually starting to make money please no (laughs) we hadn't made any money as a matter of fact we were at the point where we had the least amount of money possible no we paid for things 20 30 dollars at a time leading yeah yeah Um, well you like you smartly planned through four years to get well, I mean, we, we got engaged March before the end of our senior year of college. And we mm-hmm. knew later that month, I think like the 27th or 28th of March, um, we were going to Pikeville and we were going to meet with mm-hmm. admissions. And so we were going to ask them, hey, we're engaged. When would be a good time to get married? And we asked that. And there's just this like nervous silence with like glances from side to side. And basically the answer was when you graduate. Mm-hmm. because there w- they could not guarantee that there would be a time that we would both have off, yada, yada, yada. So yeah. we waited four years, two months, 20 days, three hours, and 25 minutes. Not that I was counting. I, I counted too. But we waited, and Cody counted too, and keep going. What are some historical facts that took less time than our engagement? Well, uh, it took less time for America to beat Nazis than it took for you to get married. Uh, at least half of our, uh, at least uh, like a third of American presidents uh, served less time. Uh, let's see what else. And my personal favorite, the ministry of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it took less time for Jesus Christ to save the world of our sins than it took for my brother to get married. And that was the real showstopper. <laughs> He's kind of laugh crying right now, everyone. (laughs) That's funny because it's true. And it was like at at that point, at the time of the wedding, I was just Kristen. I had already accepted Kristen as a part of the family. Like it was just, I think I had already psychologically just, she was my sister-in-law and had been it for a while, at least in the spiritual sense. I think I think that the the same side had the same thing happened on both sides. I had been accepted into Kristen's family. She'd been accepted into ours. The marriage at that point was just kind of a a formality, a formality. But it it was big for us. It was. It it definitely it definitely was. Um, and you know, a year. But later, I will be honest. I I'm I'm I I expected you to cry more. I know. I I, I know. And. A year later, one of my college friends got married on the exact same day you did on your one-year anniversary. And I was weeping. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like that should surprise anybody because, at least from my point of view, there is a track record of you weeping. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, some of my favorite stories of us as kids involve you like head thrown back like the tears jumping from the eyes in the cartoons like wailing 
a small, some might say Can that, I please tell a few of them? Please, oh, please. Please, oh, please, oh, please. Go on. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'll start with, I'll start with Kristen's favorite. Oh, no. <laughs> yes! Oh, no. Okay, so, Cody, how old were you when you got Arthur? had to be like seven it you mean you were you were early single digits like i remember that i was like Um, seven i i was old enough to have like cognizant memories Um, but not old enough to like tell time yes and i know this oh my heart is so happy right now i i know this because cody had this um arthur arthur the aardvark from pbs the kids' cartoon. Um, he had a it's still, version. It's of still it. on. By oh, the it's way, still like twenty-four, five seasons, something like it, that. It's getting Simpsons pl- caliber. You could plug it into your computer and make it pseudo interactive. Like I think it would say your name as long as you had a common name. And thank goodness that there you was did. like a VHS version of it, and I'm like super interested in how that worked. How but that worked? On. Yeah. But it it would also, um, you know, you'd squeeze the hands, it'd play different games, and it would, like, ask you questions and go through colors and numbers and stuff. But if you squeeze the the watch or the wrist, or if you squeeze the watch, it was a plus watch, it, a plush watch, it would tell you the time. And it would say, like, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, or it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, or something like it's seven o'clock in the evening, and you you couldn't tell time yet, but you had such strong like correlation causation logic thinking that you knew that if it said in the morning that meant breakfast, in the afternoon that meant lunch, and in the evening that meant dinner, mm-hmm. and. If you squeezed it and you had not eaten a meal when that changed, it was time for lunch or it was time for dinner. I mean, you were a fan of food mm-hmm. and you were also kind of a sick kid. It's, your health is decent now and mine isn't, but that's a whole other can of worms <laughs> that we can open. Um, but you, you, you had a really rough night and you slept till 1230. Mm-hmm. And he gets up and squeezes Arthur's wrist, knowing that he hasn't eaten because he's been asleep this entire time. He squeezes it, and it says, it's 12.30 in the afternoon. Full-blown meltdown. <laughs> Just wailing. Just these guttural, like, like sobs that echo through the cosmos start coming from his room. And Mom runs in there and goes, Cody, 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 what's wrong? He goes, I missed breakfast my law school friends subscribe to this podcast (laughs) but it it even gets better mom you know trying to be the calming like loving nurturing mother she is she goes it's okay honey you can you can have cereal for lunch and we you can eat now it's fine but it's it's lunch time she's like but it's okay you can eat And, and he says oh but I'm never gonna get that breakfast. I think that to this day was such a like a, a 
deeply embarrassing thing because it has been told so many times that to this day, even <laughs> if like I dedicate the day to sleeping in, I just feel so uncomfortable if I sleep past 12. <laughs> like <laughs> that story has been so told oh. so many times throughout the years that like, I do not want the, well, you're sleeping late, you know, after 12, but it's like 1030. I always get up at 1030 because I was like, there's just something deeply laden about how embarrassed I was by that story. (laughs) Oh, Uh, and Um, there's more. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. And I will, okay, how about this? I'll run them by you. I'll get your stamp of approval before I tell them. Um, at, at the very least, let me tell a few stories. Let, let's let's bounce back and forth. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there was the time that I inadvertently shot my cancer-ridden brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a tw- like I had a twenty-two so much. <laughs> Or ten over under like it was like a first shotgun. It was a rifle and a shotgun type type mm-hmm. of for kids. I loved that gun. I, I was, oh, it's I great. Liked that gun a lot. It was a great gun. I regret now that having traded it off at a gun show. Yeah. Um. I, I regret now having done that, mainly because I was getting of the age that you know I needed to be you know, I needed to start rocking a higher caliber than a four ten. And yeah, you think that, and then you look back and you're like. You could do just as much damage. Anyways, keep going. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was shooting. And where I was shooting, there there was kind of a deep, how would you describe it? Gully or like gulch or bank? So like it, was, it, was on, on the, it was on the pond dam. Um, it was on our pond so, dam. And I was at the bottom on the other side. It, there's like, it was like a 30 foot kind of a hike up a hill. Yeah, to get up to the up top. To, yeah. to get up to the top of the pond dam. And I was just like laser focused on this on this target, and nothing else. And nothing else. I and might I add, like, and nothing else. I remember Dad saying, at least I remember in the fact of how many times he, uh, how many times he has told the story after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not necessarily remember the actual encounter, but imputing future storytelling. <laughs> That he's like, you know, Coda's shooting there. You don't, you don't go down range. <laughs> you don't go down range where he's shooting because he's also shooting a shotgun. Because occasionally I'd be shooting the twenty-two boom, boom, boom targets. Then I just like to hear things boom, and then I would just fire off shotgun round. And <laughs> because by that point I was just more interested in hearing the big boom than I was, uh, than I was actually, you know, target practicing. And I fired off one of the shotgun rounds. And you were on the pond dam downrange. And a few of the pellets, like, hit a rock, which then launched up into the air and hit you in the arm. Next thing I hear is... Not the arm. is the face. Oh. Oh, I thought it was the arm. Okay. No, it hit me in the face. Oh, yes, yes. I shot my cancer-ridden brother in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I and I like how the details around this, um, when I, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle. When I think of this story, I am absolved of all responsibility. 
And when you think of this story, you are absolved of all responsibility. <laughs> if the, when, this is in all, it, in all reality, I was probably, if you were pointing at your target, I was probably a good 50 degrees off center from your target whenever you shot. Yes, but, but you don't down go downrange range regardless. But still downrange. On the other hand, good gun safety, you should always examine the field before you shoot. And but laser focused. I, there, I, I, there's a 50 foot, there's like a 30 to 50 foot hill where I was. I was like down in, I was down in the valley. Thank you very much. Either way, ricochet hits me in the face and I think it's all over. I'm just yes. waiting for the white light and to meet Jesus again. Who shot me? <laughs> and we look at it, realize it was just a rock and says, ah, you're fine. My papal, my mom's dad was there helping build the dock. And he just looks at dad and goes, it's a good thing social services isn't around here. <laughs> I've also realized that's true that a lot of the stories had they been told while we were still children. Because <laughs> another one of my favorite is when dad cut a tree down on you twice. Twice. <laughs> We, I never got I mean, that five dollars. We we grew up in the country, so a lot of times we'd have to clear land. We'd cut firewood. We'd have to build pens for different all sorts of animals. And we were clearing off this one lot, I think, to make a horse lot. And to be fair, Dad had always told us, when you hear the chainsaw go off look at your surroundings and make sure there isn't a tree falling on you. I'm not an observant kid. I wasn't an Well, I mean, you have a one-track mind. And, and I mean, that, that has gotten you in trouble, but I also think that makes you so effective at what you do because when you hone in on something... I, I'm also you, a you, I'm a daydreamer, like... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you give your undivided attention to something, but mm. you also, you daydream. And yes. the first tree... Um, as, as dad said, and I, I think this is a word, but he said it thwarped you, meaning the tip tops of the limbs just kind of brushed against you and, and enough that like, if someone it, taps you on the shoulder and you aren't expecting it, you're like, ah, oh, and like, oh, it was the first time it pinned me on the ground. And the second time, no, that was the second time. No, no. Cause I or remember. Was it the other way around? It's the other way around. Cause I remember running into my mother's arms. Like, <laughs> oh, because I thought that mom had to help dad lift the second tree off of you. And as no, it clears your face no. and you can speak again, you said, it's no. the second time he did it. Uh, no, I ran into my mother's arms. Like I, like she was walking in and the first time he, after he got me out of the tree, um, he told me, I'll give you five bucks not to tell your mother. <laughs> we were Put very in that. Kids. We're going to come back to that one. Yes. Five bucks not to tell your mother. Hour later, I think mom was like, I don't know if she's in the restroom or she like went into the house to clean or something. She comes back down and <laughs> I look up, <laughs> run. And then like the tree just kind of squirted me on the side and I run into my mother's arms. Oh, this is the second time dad did this. <laughs> <laughs> I never got that $5. No, I'm still bitter no. about that. But, but there was a time when we did get to keep the five dollars. 
Yes. <laughs> and again, same thread, head thrown back, wailing. Um, uh, yeah, I was in the say second grade. Second grade. I was sixth grade. I was like a first year in middle school. So we were at two different schools. And this, um, Cody's one track mind guy comes by it honest. We'll just mm-hmm. say that. And it was, um, mom was taking, I think she was taking an afternoon class at NKU. And so she wasn't able to pick us up from school. And so it was, um, dad was picking us up from school. Well, he forgot. And I'm, I'm sitting up in the office of our school and I, you know, it's 30 minutes past the point where they would normally get there. So I call the house, mom, dad, uh, I'm still at school. Um, I'm going to wait up by the office. If you get this message, bye. (laughs) And then, um, well, like 15 minutes later, I see uh, ghost dad's, uh, uh, silver, um, blazer, um, Uh pulling up the driveway and you're in the passenger seat with your head thrown back (laughs) wailing. And I get in the back seat. I can't believe you would forget me. Well, you do you even love me anymore? How would you forget me at school? And the chat was like, I'll give you five dollars a piece and take you to Walmart and let you spend it if you don't tell oh, your no. mother. He said five dollars to share, and then you negotiated it up to five dollars a piece. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to Walmart. We spent this money. And then we go home. I had completely forgotten that I had called the house and left him the message on the machine. We walk in the door and mom's already home. And I hear my middle schooler voice like resonating through the house. Mom, dad, I'm still at school. (laughs) And, um, well, we, uh, um, we didn't have to take our toys i think i still have that toy if if i don't even remember what i got i i remember there was this like real like short period of time where like little action figures with like skateboards were like all the rage yes and i had an anja woman uh action figure that had a skateboard to it (laughs) Of course. <laughs> From the uh, Fox Kids show Digimon, Digital Monsters. Um, the theme song that will forever be seared into my brain because of its rather repetitive nature. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I. this is a more recent story. So, I, mean, I, I said before that, you know, job i had when i lived in somerset was a bit rough what was it was it was a bit rough and mom dad found an opportunity for a pretty good vacation basically i i wouldn't have cost them a thing i just occupied a space in their truck and i went back with them to south dakota Mm. um long story short to kind of go into this south dakota is kind of a special place in the murphy family household um your make a wish trip you were far more redneck at this era than you are today oh gosh yes yes yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not afraid to admit it but i mean the town we grew up in was like if you go as 
far away as you can from Lexington before it, like you get as far from Lexington and Cincinnati as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On 75. I mean, that's where we lived. Yeah. And so and you're, like, and we also like our, we all, our family also hails from a County in which they have one chained restaurant and they don't even have a stoplight. They just have a flashing red light. Yeah. Yes. And you know, so even even then, like when we would go to Menifee County, you know, our hometown would look like a metropolis. Yeah, and but I mean, like Justin Boots and Wranglers at my high school was kind of the school's uniform. Yes, yes. And so I mean, at middle school and high school, it's a time when you try to fit in. And I mean, we lived on a horse farm, and I thought, yeah, this is this is <laughs> me. This is appropriate. But I was still trying to f- figure yeah. out who I was. Yeah. But, I mean, at that time you know, being in middle school and high school with all of my nights and weekends and summers free and having ample amount of time for outdoor activities, I, I, I love, and I still, I still do, but I love like fishing and hunting and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and so I, um, I had cancer at 14. Mm-hmm. We can open that can of worms if you want, but um, we uh, all like cancer patients under the age of 18 qualify for a wish from the make a wish foundation. And I wanted to go to South Dakota and I wanted a shopping spree at Cabela's Mitchell, mm-hmm. which at that time was a very, um, I think it was the biggest Cabela at Cabela's. At it time. was a, I think it got bigger. The bigger ones had gotten built. Like when you were like, I want to go to Mitchell. Like, I want to go to Mitchell, South Dakota. Yeah, when I put in my wish, and they were scheduling it, they ended up scheduling it, like, 15 months out. And mm-hmm. after that time, bigger ones got built. But still, to this day, I'm before. real sad that Cabela's is... Like, I'm glad Cabela's is expanding, and Cabela's is, like, they're building new stores. But at the same time, like, I miss the... These were monumental, huge stores that were, like, an event to go to. Now they're more like they're more like your typical big box retail stores. I mean, thinking back on that, I I would not change a thing about no. that trip because um, my maternal grandparents got to go on that trip with us, mm-hmm. uh, and that was not long after we took our paternal trips on a mm-hmm. trip out west. Mm-hmm. Our parents, our, my paternal grandparents, on a trip out west, and so. Hands down, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade that for anything. No, but, not at all. Um, but, but yeah, we went to uh, South Dakota. Had a very special place because it kind of commemorated cancer was done. Yes, because yes. this was this was a year after I finished treatments and I'd already mm-hmm. healed. Hair had grown back, and um, and then Woo! we went back uh, with some friends from church, and then you all went back a third time. I trip. yes, I went back. I went back a third time, and. Uh, it was like 2018, so it was like relatively re- relatively recent story. You know, it was just a cheap vacation. I just needed to get out for a week and just literally cut myself off from civilization. Yeah. Like this was a campsite that had no cell service, so I reveled in that. I read Harry Potter and the and the Half Blood Prince for the first time in like five years, and I cried when Dumbledore died. Like it elicited that strong. I know we have said in previous podcasts that this is going to be spoiler ridden, but it always makes me like a little nervous whenever you bring that up. I'm like, what if we have a listener who hasn't read it yet? True. True. 
True. So from this point on, unless it's the Harry Potter episode, mum's the word. Mum's the no, word. But I mean, like at this point, if they haven't read the books or at least seen the movies, it's more on them. Well, it's now starting to become kind of a generational thing. Like there's a whole new crop of kids. That's true. And yeah. Dallas from the Star Wars episode, he only, he'd never seen any of the movies. He only yeah. just read the books last year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, funny enough, you posted the first episode of our Harry Potter party podcast while I was on that trip. I did. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. And we listened to it. Uh, we listened to it on, on the way there. Or I think we listened to it on the way back. And, and so we, uh, we, were, we were there. And my dad is a very sensible, rational, laser-focused you know, cautious man until he's on a horse. <laughs> and then when he's with someone who is exactly like him and he was with our cousin, Alan, they become frat boys. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, and I mean, I mean this with all love and sincerity, but it's, it's a, if he drank alcohol and he's on a horse, it would be hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> for this it's hold my la um <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah but it's like i bet you can't climb that like 70 degree 70 degree incline of just rocks he's like oh, and speaking oh, of yeah. which speaking of which we were oh, climbing yeah. a 50 degree incline of rocks <laughs> and i fear backwards and thankfully my horse caught itself and started going to the side and i was bruised six ways to sunday like my body, the backside of my body had colors. I didn't even think it was capable of like producing. It How was, long at, was this after you broke your back? This was about, I mean, it was after law school. So it was about three, almost three years after the back. Yeah. So if I had fallen backwards and fallen on top of the horse, I probably would have been paralyzed. Like just straight up. I probably would have been paralyzed, but thankfully I landed on my side and I was just all sorts of bruised. The reason why I bring up that story and me who still kind of has the, you know, because I have that spunky tenacious, I can just make it through anything kind of attitude. I, I try to keep going for another couple miles. Eventually it was just like, ow, ow, <laughs> ow. So the adrenaline started to wear off and yes. you realized how much pain you were in. Yes. And so I go back and they're like, why are you back so early? Because this was like 30 minutes into the ride. <laughs> this, was, this was like 30 minutes into the ride. And I, I get there and I get back and, you know, before I go to bed, you know, it's not the best health thing, but, you know, I'm on vacation. I, I had like 60 gigabytes worth of video on my phone like just downloaded because I just like watch something because my phone was an iPod that week. I had no access <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to the outside world. I had no access to the outside world. So anything that I, any media that I enjoyed on it was downloaded. And there's a reason I got the 128 gigabyte iPod like <laughs> iPhone <laughs> because I stocked that thing up to the brim. And so, and I was listening and they thought I was in bed. I don't even remember what mom and dad said, what mom said. 
but the level of cold fury in her voice <laughs> made me realize why I never stepped out of line. Because <laughs> she never got angry. <laughs> it was just cold fury. <laughs> like, Which I think is scarier. It's, it's oh, like, it, please, please don't whisper. Please yell. Please yell. I, I just want re- you to yell. I don't even remember what I did. But when my grandmother had that tone of voice, I was just ready to hide. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found out that it was my grandmother that my mom got that from. <laughs> uh-huh. She comes by it honest. Yes. She comes by it honest. Comes by it honest. Well, and I think that she was, okay, so this is a good segue. I think that she was so concerned because you had just, one, I mean, yeah. pseudo recently oh, no. broken your back. No, absolutely. The next day, they go like 30 miles in one day through literally a place known as Hell's Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> and so that next day, Dad and Alan go riding. <laughs> Dad and Alan go riding. Me and Mom go to Crazy Horse because she's just like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And I just had an, that, that next day, I had an excellent day at camp. I read like half a Harry Potter book that day. It was awesome. It was awesome. awesome. Um, okay, you've got to say, we've brought up you breaking your back, back like yes. three times now. Yes. Um, Are you getting little twinges of pain just thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, my back is a little sore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> law school's hard enough, as it is. As, as I'm sure medical school is hard enough as well. It, it, it's hard enough. I was in a new town. I was in a different state. Yeah. Like, I treated law school as, like, my chance to just do something crazy, do something wild, go to a, go to a new state, new people, you know, made the best friends I ever made in my life. You know, so I was there, and I was by myself. I, I'm not married. I have a girlfriend, and she will be on for the Disney episode, as, I, as I've Yay. brought up before. So I'm there, and it was my birthday. And Liberty had, like, I guess it's because they're, like, much closer to the coast than I have in any place I've ever lived in for a significant period of time. But when it snows, it's, like, 12 inches. Like, every time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> every time. And then, you know, and it's still like the same type of weather we have here. It fluctuates. It goes from like 31 day, 50, 50 the next day. It fluctuates. But if it snows, oh, it's going to, it's going down. It's going down. It snowed like 12 inches. We were out of school for like five days. Um, The weather started to break and we had a two hour delay. Well, on Wednesdays, classes don't start till 12. Um, (laughs) Right. Like two hour delay. Yeah, well, like the first class was canceled and then we had a two-hour break to be able to go to uh, Convo, our like weekly chapel service. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We had a a free period to go to the Wednesday Wednesday chapel service. And so I I go and I realize I get get to school and I realize I left my my textbook. So I still had like an hour. So I I went back, I I got my textbook. Now, turns out my four-wheel drive on my truck didn't work and there was like a solid quarter inch of ice on my the solid quarter inch of ice on my parking lot now remember it had just snowed like 12 inches and the weather was just now starting to break so i had to walk in boots so i thought i was good i was in boots dang it (laughs) boots solve everything dang it (laughs) yes i was in boots and i walk across and i slip 
I fall. I land on my behind. And I have slipped and fell on my behind and before in the past on ice. And I'm like, okay. I was like, ow! Then I realized I, I wasn't able to get up. Oh, that's so scary. It wasn't able to get up. My computer had like flown like 30 feet in another direction, but you know, God bless Apple. Like, <laughs> it still worked. <laughs> and my computer survived better than I did on that day. Thankfully, this is the only time I'll ever say this. Thank God for smoking. Because one of my neighbors was outside on his porch smoking. <laughs> he kind of looked like a redneck Peter Capaldi. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it's so if you're a Doctor Who fan, just picture a more redneck Peter Capaldi. He comes in, he calls an ambulance, and they help me. Like one of the neighbors also saw it come out and help me. The ambulance comes and they couldn't find a vein for painkillers. I was in a lot of pain. Uh, okay, so pain. I just okay, the doctor in me is like like my mind's going a million miles an hour here. I've heard this story, but I haven't asked you this question. Like could you not stand for the pain or did you feel like you had lost control of your legs and just physically couldn't move them or like I can, my legs were fine. It was just like the, I was trying to like, every time I kind of get up, I was just, it's just like, ah, ah. Okay. And then okay. I could I just couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. And so I, I, the ambulance come. They couldn't give me painkillers. The ambulance. They couldn't. They couldn't get a vein. And so they took me to the ambulance, and I was just sitting there, just, just dying. I, I was in so much. So pain. you you have broken your back, and you had to take an ambulance ride to the hospital with chains on the tire because of the snow. So it was like a gravel road for like ten miles. Oh my gosh! It was like a gravel road for like ten miles. The first thing I said when they finally gave me painkillers was, I can see why people get addicted to this stuff. <laughs> and Did we mention that this was your birthday? This was also this was my birthday, and this is also like it's very relevant to the story. Because the interim dean at the time, like after at like they notified this someone notified the school I, I don't know if it was mom i don't know who who it was they notified the school and i was on painkillers and i also had social media like <laughs> so oh, no. I, just, <laughs> I get this email telling the whole school now granted there's only like 150 people in the school like maybe 250 250 people in the school but still, telling the whole school what happened. You know, and you know, there's a fine line between prayer requests and gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this really melodramatic email. Tell me tell him everything that happened to me. And then the last slide, I will never forget this, was, oh, and by the way, it was his birthday today as well. <sighs> I was just like, oh, really? Really? And so I was in a back brace. Like, after all was said and done, I was in a back brace. Mom and dad, you know, got there, helped me get set up. My apartment was in such a state that if I had, didn't have a broken back, she would have done it. She would have broken it. 
<laughs> I'm not a cleanly person. Add stress onto that. It it just doesn't end well. It, they had to buy a recliner for me in order to sleep because this back brace that I was in, like I couldn't get out of my bed. And so I slept on a recliner. And to this day, sometimes I just have to sleep in a recliner because I just have to sleep in a recliner because just something about it. Because I spent three months sleeping in a recliner because that's the only way that I could get up. And I was in this gaudy back brace that looked like a control suit of a Pacific Rim robot or like being plugged <laughs> up into the Borg. If funny enough, kind of looking back on it now, like after about three days, I was able to get kind of back into the routine of things. Yeah. As I was able to get kind of the groove of things. I couldn't drive for a long period of time until like March. My birthday's in February. Um, and eventually it was just because I just disobeyed all rules. I had to get out of the house. It was spring break and all of my normal rides were gone. And I was stuck inside my house for four days. Yeah. And I was losing my mind. Like, it was a combination of studying and Kim Possible. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I think in one of my outlines, I still have... Shigo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we just... we it, And I look back on it now. And one, amazing friends who were there for me the entire... the Every step of the way. It, it, it now it's kind of become like a really funny story to talk about, especially especially when I was a three L, and all the one Ls were coming in and they were all freaking. Out. I was like, trust me, I get it. But if I can survive with a broken back, you can do this, <laughs> <laughs> right? You can do this. In our first year, we had a moot court tournament where it was like our first chance to like be in front of a judge um, and make arguments and like judges would ask us questions. And two of the judges were my professors. And I get up there and they're like, they, I was in this back brace. I couldn't wear the suit. Like I, I was in a shirt and tie, but I had this back brace on. So I think I got a few points out of pity. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to keep my head down <laughs> in law school. I just kind of want to keep my head down and, you know, this didn't help matters any, especially the mass email. I get up there, and I just, eventually I just started, decided to start owning it, owning all of this. And we get up there, and they're like, are you, are you willing to, are you willing to, are you, can you stand up the entire time? We're willing to accommodate. You can sit if you want and make your argument. And I'm like, I can stand. It's fine. Because after about the third day, I could function just as long as I kept the back brace on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I went up there and I was like, I can function. I'm fine. Everything's great. I just want to take a moment to appreciate the backbreaking work of law school. <laughs> Again, you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You don't take. Oh, that makes me so happy. I mean, it's, and it makes me happy in the you're healthy it's over you've recovered obviously it was terrifying and worrisome during that but i mean think about it your last name is murphy you went into law Does breaking your back on your birthday in law school really sound that surprising? No. No. Now, granted, <laughs> I made an indelible impact on a lot of professors. 
Like, oh, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> and I, what does it say about you? It say about, not you, but what does it say about me? That that next semester I was taking federal income tax and I started being nostalgic for the backbreaking semester. <laughs> med, school, like, med school is very similar they they had said that the the intensity and the workload from your senior year of college to your first year of med school is equal to the the jump in intensity is equal to the jump in intensity from your first year of med school to your second year of med school and they weren't kidding but mm-hmm. um we have to end with that <laughs> I it's like I I don't I don't honestly know where we could logically go from there to get any better of a just big red velvet bow on this episode than you breaking your back on yeah. your birthday in law school. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have more story time. Like there's, there's we have to. We may have guests that could opine about our stories. Um, can I confirm their validity or <laughs> offer friendly conjecture? Mm, you know, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I never in a million years thought that they would agree. And both of them did almost instantaneously, <laughs> which makes me a little nervous. <laughs> We control the editing, William. (laughs) That's true, but I mean, just the yes, oh yes, we'll do it. Story time about you too. Yes, I'm like, oh, um, yeah, okay, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, hey, I'm this. I think this is my favorite episode yet. (laughs) Me too. And I didn't even get to all of the stories of you wailing with your head thrown back. But that's okay because we still have a we still have some places that we can go for story time. But on that note, I'm gonna head out. I I know I've been getting up with my toddler for the previous episodes, but I have to go to work tomorrow, and woo comes pretty early. So I um I do as well. I do as well. When you when you work for yourself you can when you work for yourself you are an essential business <laughs> yes right yes <laughs> um but now that we kind of have all of our channels in place um we're gonna start plugging it at the end mm-hmm. so please if you want to interact with us um you have ideas of stuff that we should talk about or questions that you want us to answer, um, follow us on Twitter. Um, we've decided to kind of heavily camp out there um, as far as interactions for the podcast go. And it's at doctor and lawyer on Twitter. Um, but we also want to start leaving a tip. I and mean, if, you, if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, we've gone into details about that, but um, being in our fantasy bub par cafe coffee shop with all of our favorites around us, we want leaving a tip to be our way of giving back and you can help us with that. Um, So we have a Patreon page um, Mm -hmm. where you can support the show. And once, Mm -hmm. once we have covered the cost of the um, domain and hosting just for the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, everything above that um, we're going to give away. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
we can give it away to listeners, give it away, nominate charities, nominate people, organizations. We want to like pump good back into the community through this. So yeah, go find absolutely. us on Twitter at doctor and lawyer and find us on Patreon. Um, it's a doctor and a lawyer uh, walk into a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to interact with you there. We've got some, some neat perks that are coming. Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, if, if I think, if we start producing photographic content. So on that note, I'll wrap it up. I am great. Same, same. I also want to kind of put a a side plug Uh, this week. I will be getting our first few episodes up on YouTube. Oh, yay. Yeah. Doctor and lawyer, doctor and lawyer on YouTube. There was a bit of an issue because since we were new, new to this, they weren't going to give us like the full kit and caboodle time on it so i'm splitting the videos up on i'm splitting the videos up on youtube and we'll we'll have like half an episode on the podcast on on our youtube page okay yep cool so we'll be we're we're on youtube uh where else can uh where else can people find us on all platforms oh like podcasting um, podcasts. so if yeah we are on um apple Podcasts. obviously um uh-huh. we're on spotify Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also on Overcast and Castbox, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can find us there. I think a lo- um, several of if you're on iOS, a lot of their podcasting apps just pull from the Apple Podcast feed. But we're mm-hmm. also on Spotify as well. Yeah. And if you want to interact with us individually, kind of follow what my wife and I are doing creatively, or follow um, Cody and his endeavors teaching you can follow me on ring you can follow me on my personal twitter account at at cody d murphy and And then my wife we are um at william and Kristen on instagram and facebook and william and Kristen.com. and on instagram i am on i am at murphy's law underscore ky on instagram Okay. You can follow. You can follow. You can follow me there. Uh, more websites and stuff will be getting up soon regarding my actual law business, and then I'll start plugging that. Plugging that soon for our Kentucky people who might need a will. There you go. Yep. All yep. Right. Well, I'm gonna head out of here. This has been so fun. <clears throat> I I hope that you you could sense that my recollections of you wailing were out of a place of love, <laughs> and uh-huh. that you let me do it again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Are you kidding? I'm working. All right. I'll be right there. And grab the movie. Go. 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 Come on. Yeah. <laughs>